Well, I want y'all to stay standing. Would you do that? Stay standing. We're going to go straight to Psalm 100. And now you're going to understand why it's so awesome to have the opportunity to worship God. You know, Thanksgiving is coming up. And Thanksgiving is a time where hopefully we do more than just enjoy good food. I know we certainly do, but hopefully it's a time where we look back and we remember everything that God has done. We remember everything that God has done. We remember who he is. We remember his goodness. We remember his kindness. And I love this psalm or song. Somebody say song. This is a song, and it's a song of thanksgiving. Psalm 100. There's five verses here. It's a short chapter. It says this, shout to the Lord all the earth. You know the thing about this? This isn't recommendation. This isn't like you could. This is not a recommendation. This is a declaration. This isn't... Yeah, shout to the Lord. This is like somebody shout to the Lord. Do you know what happened in the Old Testament when they would shout? Sometimes they would shout after the battle was won. And sometimes they would shout before, but it was a shout of faith. It was a shout of declaration that the battle is the Lord's. So that's why I was like, no, we can't sit down at that. Because some of y'all don't believe the battle's the Lord's. You believe you've already lost the battle. And you're not going to shout if you don't believe you're in the winner's circle. You're not going to shout if you don't believe that he's faithful. Anyone ever struggle with that? Can we just be honest? Any, anyone like you, you, uh, you, you know, he was faithful last time, but you're like, I don't know this time. Anybody? Any honest people out there? Any, any honest people out there? This song starts off with a word, and the first word is shout. Man, can we just remember? Can we just remember that God is victorious? God is victorious. Shout with joy. This isn't just like an angry shout. This is a shout of joy. This is a shout of joy when a kid gets what they wanted at Christmas. You ever seen your kid? You ever seen your kid get what they were hoping? They didn't think Santa was going to bring it. They didn't think there's any way they were going to get it. Maybe it was a birthday, and they're like, man, I want this. And you're like, I know you want that, but come on, let's just get real. What else would you like? Give me a couple other things that you would like. Give me a couple, and then all of a sudden, they open it up. They can be little, woo, little, little, little. They can be older and cooler. But the truth is, Sometimes the reaction can be the same when they realize what they received. Shout with joy to the Lord. And it says all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. You know what I love? I put a video out there, but we were at team events this week and we just gather around the piano, man. We just got around the piano and we're like, man, we're going to receive so we can pour out because you can't give what you don't got. Woo. You can't give what you don't got. So mom, if you're here and you got a week ahead of you, it's a good place to fill up. This will, uh, let me try it like this. This will last longer than caffeine. 
This will help you get through your week. Shout to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Come before him singing with joy. With joy. How do we get joy? How do we get joy? Anybody? Open mic. How do you, how do you get joy? Does it happen when the Christmas lights go up? We got to wait till Christmas to get joy. We got to wait till an anniversary, a birthday, Christmas, Thanksgiving, holiday, special day. Do we got to wait for the promotion, wait for the raise? And that's when we get joy. Got to wait for the win. And it's like the wind kind of sometimes blows the winds all over the place. And we're kind of grasping for air. We're just trying to get a hold of something. We're like, if I could just get joy, how do you get joy? In your presence, there's fullness of joy. That means more than enough. That means overflow. That means more than you can eat, more than you can drink. It means abundance. It means wave after wave of joy in his presence. It's one of the reasons why God said, hey, let's not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. So now that you're here, that's half the battle. I'm old enough to remember something called G.I. Joe. Anybody else out there, G.I. Joe? Yeah. Real American hero. And the phrase that paid was knowing is. See, you come to church, that's half the battle. You're here. He's here. He's here. But you and I get to make a decision that we're going to come before him with singing. If you come into his house and you stand like this, and I understand you may be tired, you may have had a bad day, you just don't want to bring that here. This is like, you know, mom and dads, come on. You got a bunch of kids, you ever just need a timeout? You ever just need quiet? You ever go into the bathroom and you're like, I'm going to the bathroom, but you weren't going to the bathroom. You were just in the bathroom. You're in the bathroom praying in the bathroom. You were doing business in the bathroom, but you're doing business with God. You're like, Lord Jesus, I ain't going to make it if you, if you don't help me. God, I ain't got nothing left. You ever been there before? Mm-hmm. It is presence. There's fullness of joy. And when we gather together, you and I get to make the decision, are we going to stand are we just going to sit or are we going to sing? Yeah. I want to sing. I want to sing. You know what happens when you sing? God unlocks, unlocks blessings. When you praise, God's like, I'm show up right here. The cool thing about praise is praise will help you forget your pain. Mm. Turn to someone and say, that was good. No, I didn't hear nobody. Turn to somebody and say, that was good. <laughs> Praise will help you forget your pain. And some of you right now, you're just thinking about your pain, and that's why you're like, I can't praise. But if you would praise, you forget about your pain. Y'all be seated. Thank you. I, I need some help today. I'm preaching out of 10. I want to invite you guys to come along with me. It's kind of like we're in the twilight zone today. Y'all with me? Thank you. I appreciate that. But I'm just saying, like, just with your hearts, just like, like go there with me. Because if you'll go there with me, this little song will change your life. And this little song will end up being your favorite song 
of all. Because this song is powerful. We sing with joy. We acknowledge that the Lord is God. When was the last time you acknowledged that he was God? When was the last time that I acknowledged he was God over this area of my life, of my struggle, over this area of my life of temptation, over this area of my life? When was the last time we acknowledge God? You know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. Look to him. Look to him. So I want to encourage you to look to him and acknowledge that the Lord. Now, if you look at the verse, Lord, it's in all caps. It's in all caps. This isn't little Lord. This isn't just capital L Lord. This is all caps. L O R D the maker of heaven and the maker of earth. This is God. And what he's saying, the psalmist, he's saying, acknowledge that he is God. You know what would happen if you and I would just acknowledge that he is God? I would worry less. I would be fearless. And the secret's right there. He made us. And we're his. He made us and we're his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter, here it is now, here, here it is. And, and this, is, this is the takeaway. Because what we've heard is we should shout. And what we've heard is we should worship. And what we've heard is we should come. And what we've heard is we should acknowledge him. But then now we're going to go from those things to entering you know, every new year, how many of y'all love new year resolutions? Raise your hand. How many love new year resolutions? You're like, man, it fires me up. It's a reset. I get all excited. I saw one hand. Let me ask that one again. Anybody here get excited about new year resolutions? Anyone, you raise your hand. I see a couple hands. There we go. All right. Awesome. Awesome. How many of y'all like don't? How many don't? And how many of y'all don't because you, you feel like failure is inevitable? Disappointment is around the bend. How many just don't like it because you're like, why we got to wait till then? We could do it today. Today's my new year resolution. How many of those people are here in the house? That's what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. How we enter the new year is important. How you enter a marriage is important. How you enter a job is important. It's something about first impressions. You can't take back a first impression. First impressions are powerful. God says this. Hey, you want to talk about a first impression? Listen to this. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. You want to make an impression on God? Come with thanksgiving. Enter with thanksgiving. I don't know about you guys, but I love people that are thankful. I love people that are thankful. It helps me be more thankful. I want to be thankful and not thankless. I want to be thankful and not thankless. Like, it's like, man, you've been around people and you're like, I swear, if they won the lottery, they'd complain. <laughs> if, they, if they won the lottery, they'd find something to be negative about. It was only $430 million. The other one was 500. I want to be thankful, man. I'm thankful today. 
I'm thankful I get to get up here and I get to preach this with everything that God has given me. I'm thankful that I was called. I'm thankful that I was saved. I'm thankful that I'm anointed. I'm thankful that I'm chosen. I'm thankful that I'm loved. I'm thankful that I'm redeemed. I'm thankful that he calls me not just by my name, but he gave me a new name, but he even calls me by his own name. I got so much to be thankful. So when I enter into his presence, there's a heart of thanksgiving. Now, when I think about Thanksgiving, I think about grandma. Grandma could throw down. Let me tell you what. Grandma knew how to cook. Oh, man. Grandma get in the kitchen. Mm. She get in that kitchen, man. I'll tell you what. Forget. I mean, we, we had real butter. Real butter. We had something more than that. We had bacon grease. We had lard that she kept in a jar. Sometimes it made it to the fridge. Sometimes it didn't. It might sit there all year. And then you'd be like, this squash is the best squash I've ever had in my life. What's the secret? And it was sitting right over there. It'd been the same place all year. But we come to Thanksgiving, Grandma, man. She made my favorite. She makes sweet potatoes. And then I love, man, she put the pecans in there and the brown sugar. But then she put marshmallows on top. And she cooked them just perfect. And as a kid, it was mesmerizing to me. Because, you know, I'm over there playing with the marshmallows. (laughs) I'm just just playing, man. And then I'm I'm just eating it up, man. I'm eating it up, tearing it up. When I think about Thanksgiving, I think about, oh, this is awesome. It's fixing to happen. There's going to be a whole lot of good on my plate. In fact, there's going to be, there's going to be so much good on my plate. I'm not even going to be able to consume it all. But somehow... Some way, I promise you, I'm going to save room for some pumpkin pie, some pecan pie, or some people say it. (laughs) I I pray for y'all. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) And then there's eggnog, but grandma made, grandma made homemade custard, boiled custard. And Thanksgiving, man, I mean, I'll weigh like 60 pounds. And after Thanksgiving, I weigh like 85 pounds. My stomach was out to here, man. I was like, I need a nap. I need the remote. I need some football. Thanksgiving was like this memory. Like as a kid, I couldn't wait for Thanksgiving to come. And God says so often in scripture that what he's looking for is childlike faith. What if, what if God is looking for you and I to look forward to living a lifestyle, not a one day, but a lifestyle of giving God thanks That's how we come to him. That's how we enter. You want to enter right? Enter right there. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Now that spoke courts. Courts is what was before a king. And the court kind of like from here, like you could walk by, man, you better not look at the king. Because if the king was having a bad day, that could be your last day. The king go like this, come on in. Like this, no, I don't want to see you today. And he did that to people who worked for him. He did that to his wife or wives. He did that probably to relatives. He probably did that to everyone. And our God is not a God that is moody, that we're like, God, can we talk to you? And God's like, check back later. God is a God that says, come on into my courts. You're always welcome. The door is open. The invitation is available. And I want you to come into my courts. And you know how to, you, when you come into the courts, you get up right before the king. You know how you get up right before the king? You come with praise. You come with praise. Give thanks to him. And praise his name. 
Give thanks to him and praise his name. When was the last time you just said, like, praise God? When was the last time you said, like, praise the Lord? Not trying to sound like overly spiritual or religious, but when was the last time, like, your soul was like, praise God? There's a song that goes like this, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Every good thing, James tells us, every good thing comes from God. Do you have good things in your life? Ryan, come on up here, would you? You and your team, come on up here. Would you, would you stand with me, everybody? Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Why should we do it, Pastor Tim? I'm tired. Last night, um, went to Panama City to watch Golf Breeze play. I've had, uh, had the privilege to um, be a little part of something big and uh, just love on the football team. And Mama Gail leads our team so well. And we feed them every Friday and get to speak to them and then go to the game, man. And whatever your hand finds to do, scripture says, do it with everything you got. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Sometimes we're like looking for God's will and God's will is like right where you're at maybe for you just to give a hundred right where you're at. Just right where you're at. You're watching the kid. Don't just watch the kid. Love watching the kid. You're washing your car. Don't just wash the car. Wash the rims. Get them wheels right. You ever seen a clean car and dirty rims? I was like, you missed it. Could have. Potential. Ronnie's. So, so anytime that we come to God, we come in and we thank him and we praise him. Why, why, why? Look at the last verse, verse five. For the Lord's good. For the Lord is good. Can we just say amen? amen. For the Lord is good. God is good. It's the goodness of God that leads men and women to repentance. It's the goodness of God. It's the goodness of God. It's the goodness of God. So we're going to praise him. We're going to thank him. We're going to, why? Because the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Man, that's something because my grandparents knew how to call on the name of the Lord. My parents know how to call on the name of the Lord. I know how to call on the name of the Lord. My children know how to call on the name of the Lord. Here's the cool thing. He was faithful back to my great-grandparents. He was just as faithful to my grandparents. He was just as faithful to my parents. He's been just as faithful to Steph and I, and he will be just as faithful to my kids. From generation to generation to generation, he is consistent, and he is consistently good. Here's something real quick. Here's my takeaway. Here's my takeaway. Man, when we come to church, Come ready. 
That's it. Come ready. The devil do everything he can to get you so that when you come in here, you think you're coming to an experience yeah. instead of experiencing yes. come on. that the Lord is good. I'm preaching better than y'all. I'm telling you. I, I'm, I'm going to shout myself down. What about it? Come on, man. He's good. Has he been good to you? Has he forgiven you? Has he blessed you? Has he, has he given you mercy? Has he given you grace? Then if he has, come ready. And when you come to church, be like, mm, it's like me coming to grandma's table. I know I'm fixing to throw down. I didn't eat breakfast because I know whom I have believed. And she is able to cook that, which I can eat and eat and eat some more. Grandma couldn't make it. I want to tell you what's better than grandma is when you come to the table. And, and it's not just about the table. It's not just about the food on the table. It's about the who who is around the table. And God himself is at the table and he's saying, come and dine. So when we come to church, man, when we come to church, you know, sometimes people say, well, I just wasn't getting fed. That's because you came full of yourself of you this, of you that, of you this, of you that. You didn't come to feed. You didn't come to eat. You didn't come hungry. And Jesus said, those that come and they come hungry and thirsty, they're going to be filled. Here's the secret. I'll leave you with this. When you come to church, come hungry. I tell the Gulf Breeze football team, man, I tell them, I say, listen, are y'all, y'all hungry, hungry or hangry? There's a difference. Hungry is like, I need a snack. Hungry is, you better get out of my way, bro. <laughs> Hangry is like, I'm fixing to kill you. There's food on the other side. And we're going to fight over the last chicken leg. Right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Man, when you come, come ready. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't wait for the third song to... Yes, come on. Come on. Come on. Mm -hmm. You sway on the first song. Don't wait for the third song to be like, okay, okay, we're at church. Think, focus, focus, focus. I'm at church. My phone's over there. I use my mic pack. Man, we we coming to the house. We coming to the house, man. The house. When the church gets this right, we won't have enough room. But why would a world that needs a real Jesus be excited about something we're not? Or someone we're not? Like, why would, why would I give up a boat day? Why would I give up the ball game? Like, why would I give up like this or that, man, to go to church unless it's changed your life? Now, I need some life change. So it changed your life? You're excited about this? Man, you're going to church and you're excited about it? I think you're crazy. I think you're crazy. I think you're crazy. Maybe I'm lazy. Maybe you're not so crazy. I'm coming. And that's what happens. 
And so I just want to encourage you, man, when we come to church, come ready to say, God, I have come to sing. I've come to celebrate. See, we ought to be in the word all week long so that when we come on the weekend, it is a time to celebrate together because you're like, ain't nobody stopping my praise. Ain't no rock taking my place. Ain't, uh, uh, ain't nobody. No, 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 man. I came to sing. I came to worship. I came to praise. I came to declare he is good. And maybe you don't like my alabaster box. Maybe you think my praise is too much, but you don't understand my past. My praise, my God, my praise is actually on point because I know my past. I know who I was. I know where I was when King Jesus reached down and picked me up out of the miry clay. And then he set my feet on a rock fan. So when I come to church, ain't no devil shutting me up. When I come to church, ain't no other thing stealing my attention. I'm coming. I'm entering the courts with some praise. Are y'all ready to praise? We're going to sing this song. And I want you, man, I want you to praise God. If you've never done this before, man, just, just step into the moment. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Is that what we're singing? Let's go. All right. I'm done. I'm done. Here we go. Cause we were the beggars. 
feel better already. Yeah, I feel better, man. I'm telling you, when I come to the Lord and I begin to tell God that I'm thankful for what he's done, my blessings multiply, but my memory remembers. And I begin to count these blessings. Even when it, even when it seems like I just got one, if you'll just start with the one, you're like, I can't think of anything else, nothing else good in my life. There's nothing else to celebrate right now. Everything's going the wrong way, Pastor Tim. You don't understand. I'm telling you, if you'll just count your blessings, just start with the first one. Start with the only one you can remember. And what will happen is God reminds you of the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. You know, all of us that are here, we're still breathing. You know what that means? There's still hope. You know what that means? That means we can still change. You know what that means? God's still going to be good. He's still going to be faithful. Would you lift your hands up to God? Jesus, we love you. We thank you for your goodness, God. Lord, you said that if we don't praise you, the rocks would cry out. You said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. God, we don't got to necessarily talk churchy, but God, would we just begin to talk about your goodness in our life? God, would we, would you give us the courage would you give us the confidence just to be free out loud in front of others of the things that we're full about, the things that we're thankful about, your goodness and your love, your grace, your mercy, your compassion fails not. Your mercies are new every morning. God, I just today Declare in the authority of Jesus that for those that have come into this place and they have a heavy heart, they have a coat of sorrow, you invite them to the exchange. 
And you said, God, that for our sorrow, God, that you would give us a garment of praise. So this is why the disciples said, we must see Jesus. Because if we will really see you for who you are, that will solve so much, so much. That's our hearts today, God. I want to praise you better. I want to thank you more often. I want my kids to hear me thank you and praise you and maybe even sometimes with tears. Where when the devil later on in their life, mom and dad aren't there, aren't right there, the devil says he's not real. They'll remember. No, I know he's real. His mom and daddy walked with him. They talked with him. They thanked him. And the more they thanked him, the more he gave. The more they praised him, the more they had to praise about. Shut up, devil. I pray for that kind of legacy. God, I pray as we leave that we would be people of praise. We walk out of here and that we would remember no matter what we're up against, that you're greater. That we don't need to quit because you didn't. When your back was against the cross, you didn't quit. So why should we quit when our back is against the wall? We love you so much. You've been so good to us. We prayed in Jesus' name with heads bowed and eyes closed. Never like to end a gathering. You can put your hands down. Thank you. Never like to end a gathering without pointing to Jesus and saying, Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. And no one comes to the Father but by him. You won't get to heaven because you were good. You won't get to heaven because you were, went to this church or were a part of that denomination or were born into this church group. You won't get to heaven any other way but the cross. The cross. Jesus died on that cross because that's where he had to go to become our sin. So you and I could become made right with God, forgiven, accepted, redeemed, bought back. Jesus went to that cross, despising the sin and the shame. And as a lamb before sheep, before shears is dumb, as a lamb before shears is dumb, dumb. So Jesus did not open his mouth. He didn't resist the cross. He didn't run from the cross. He embraced the cross. He laid his life down on that cross so you and I could get up. He came down so we could go up. And he died so we could live. And if you've never looked to Jesus and fully trusted him to do for you what you could never do for yourself, Whether you're watching online or you're right here in the house, this is your moment. This is your day. This is your time right here. It's not about religion. Religion says all roads go to God. Religion says if you do that, if you do this, if you do that, this, this, and that, you can go to heaven. That's not how you get to heaven. Jesus came to earth because that wasn't enough. Jesus came because we couldn't, so he did. And then he gives it away. It's a gift. It's free. And whoever 
will receive that gift will live forever. But not just one day, someday. Today, you'll be given life and life abundantly. Jesus is life. Do you have Jesus? If not, right now, I want to lead you in a sinner's prayer. You can pray with me right now. We'll pray it out loud. As Christians, we're going to pray it out loud. You only get saved once. You only get born again once. You only, you only enter into God's family like one time. But like, we're going to pray this out loud. Encourage someone else that might pray it for the very first time. So would you pray to God? Not me. Would you pray to God? Would you pray? And would you say these words? Would you say, Jesus, I am a sinner. You know all of my sins. The ones I forgot, ones I don't remember, ones I never thought about. You paid for them all because you love me. I say thank you. I want your love. I receive your love and all that comes with it. I believe you love me you died for me. You bled for me. And you rose again for me. I now receive your life. I give you my life. I declare Jesus is Lord. Would you now help me? Teach me how to live in Jesus name. Amen. You know, every time someone prays a prayer, calling out to Jesus to do for them what they could never do for themselves. Jesus immediately does it. Jesus said, whoever comes to me, I will never turn away. Isn't that awesome? Man, if you did that and you're watching online, we want to celebrate with you. Would you text us the word Jesus to 866-513-1270? Would you do that? If you're here, would you raise your hand? We want to clap. We've got a gift we want to give you. We're going to celebrate, man. You've encountered, you've encountered God today, and we want to celebrate that. On the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. I want you to text us that number. Would you text us Jesus to 866-513-1270? On the count of three, here we go. One, two, three. Would you hold the hand up? Hold it up. Would you raise that hand? Would you text us? Hold it up. Awesome. If you did that, if you did that, we want to celebrate with you. Man, this is the best thing you could ever do. If you're shy and you're quiet, you're like, I didn't raise my hand. Raising your hand doesn't make you a Christian. Trusting in Jesus does. But man, we sure would love to help you because this is the beginning. It's not the end. This is the start. You with me? I want to tell you before I turn it over to our local campuses, I want to, I want to tell you a couple things. Number one, Number one, we have something where every year we partner with Hungry for a Day. This year, we've partnered with six schools. There's a lot more than six schools in this area. But if you could imagine, if you could believe how many kids will not have a Thanksgiving meal this Thanksgiving if the church doesn't step up and be the church. So you know what the schools are? They're mission fields. They're mission fields. So you know what? When we talk about Thanksgiving, you can't have Thanksgiving without giving. You can't do it. So the best way to show your gratitude 
is with your attitude of giving. And if I'm going to have sweet potatoes, somebody else ought to have sweet potatoes. Y'all with me? $45 will feed a family. Six schools. It's a lot of families that are hurting right now. And we get to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. Steph and I, we're going to feed some families. Would you help us? Some of y'all could do a family. That'd be a stretch. Some of you could feed 50 families and you wouldn't feel it. I want to ask you to feel it. I want to ask you to live your best life now with an attitude of gratitude that says, hey, we can't have Thanksgiving without giving. So because I'm thankful because God gave, I'm going to give. $45 will feed one family. Would you do that? And let's take care of six schools. And then next year, let's do more than six schools. And, and let's get to the point where every school in Escambia and Santa Rosa County knows that there is a church, knows that there is a people, knows that there is a body, knows that there is a movement of God. And they may be like, I don't believe yet, but I will receive love from you. And when they can receive love from us, it makes it easier to receive love from above. That's the first thing I want to tell you. Don't miss that. Jump on that opportunity. And the second thing I want to say is I'm just so proud of you and I'm so thankful. At every campus, you're watching this online. You know, this time of year is a great time of year to remember why we're thankful and to invite someone else. So maybe you can invite someone else. It's a little practical action step to your house this Thanksgiving. Maybe someone in the military. Maybe it's a single parent. Maybe it's a neighbor that you know is lonely. What a time to be Jesus with skin on. You know what I'm saying? And what a time as we move into the holidays to begin to invite people to come. Now, we have Friend Day. Friend Day is next week. See, I'm doing the announcements for you. Friend Day's next week. I, I hope that you've been working on someone and hope you've been working on some people. I want to encourage you to bring someone next week. Listen to me. I'm going to tell you my message right now. My message next week is going to be for anyone. If it's their first time at church, this will be a message for them. I know, right? There's some subjects you're like, I bring a friend, but I don't know if we're on this subject. I don't want my friend to be there. Pastor Tim be, you know, preaching on tithing or something. You know what I'm saying? I don't, let me tell you something. This is the week. I'm going to preach on the 10 that Jesus healed and the one that said, thank you. The 10 that he healed, but the one that said, thank you. And you know what? Whether you believe in Jesus or not, I think everyone out there can understand giving thanks. So that's what we're going to do. Then we're going to show them how they can really give thanks. You with me? I want you to bring someone. Each one, bring one next week. All right. How many of you have already been inviting You've already been inviting. Would you raise your hand? Already been inviting. All right, put it down. How many say I'm a little behind the game? This isn't a shame thing, but it's about to be a commitment thing. You know what I'm saying? How many say I'm a little behind the eight ball? A little behind the eight ball. That's all right. That's all right. All right. Thank you. Two honest, three honest people. We got a week. Now the power of focus. Let's invite, 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 invite. Next week right here. I want you to experience what happens when people who you love, who are close to you, but far from God, cross the line of faith. It will change your relationship with God.